0: The
1: Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street.
2: Welcome to Women's Magazine. This is Global Val here at Mutiny Radio. FM. you want some, you got to
4: make a constant struggle if you want some, you've got to make.
2: is a constant struggle. If you want some, you've got to make trouble. That was music from the Troublemakers Union. I'm going to be playing some more music from that amazing crew of musicians, writers, and singers uh, throughout this day here, this fine Friday. It is Friday... The thirteenth, wah wah, uh, July thirteenth. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful summer day here in San Francisco. It actually feels like California. Um, you know, we're used to a lot of uh, kind of summer June gloom kind of weather, but wow, let me tell you, it's been an amazing couple weeks here in the city. Um, actually, I got, I got, I've been, I've been away. I've been away for three weeks, so I haven't done a live show since. Well, more than three weeks ago, and uh, it's good to be back, but it's also really important to make sure that you take time to get away, um, refresh, uh, recharge, rejuvenate, all those good things, get out in nature, get far away from cell phone towers, um, you know, be with good friends, take your shoes off, walk in the walk on the earth plunge into a mountain spring and really uh, let yourself be because we are humans and we need these things. So I'm happy to be back here at Mutiny Radio though, of course. Um, You know, it's like home. I've been doing shows here since 2011 and uh, yeah, it's kind of like my little fun house uh, to to be a part of and i want you to know that we are a community radio station we're here at the corner of 21st and Florida streets in the mission district it's a funky little storefront corner s- uh, spot with art on the walls and microphones and a stage and a studio here so if you are sitting out there thinking about Oh, you know what, I've got some things to say. I've got some uh, some cool friends who, who produce music and want a platform to be heard around the planet. Or I have happen to be an expert in, in this, that, or the other thing. And you would like to have a platform to express your uh, ideas, uh, your views, your knowledge, and to share those with our wide and vast audience that can access mutinyradio.fm, you too could be a DJ at Mutiny Radio. And I encourage you to reach out to our director, Pam Benjamin. You can email her at director at mutinyradio.fm and say, I want to be a DJ and come in and, and join our training program and see if there's a spot in, the, in our schedule that's open for you that's kind of the passion right here is to be a platform uh, and, and a resource a community resource for musicians poets activists and and all walks of life sometimes people literally walk in off the street and say what's going on here and we say come on in have a seat what you got to say so um you know we're all about the people and so it's good to be back um As there's so much going on in the world, I don't even really know where to start this fine Friday. Well, it is Women's uh, Magazine here, so we we have to uh, pay a little attention to, well, the changes in political landscape going on across the country. But of course, right here in our very own city, uh, just on Wednesday morning. The new mayor was sworn in on the steps of City Hall, um, Mayor London Breed, who is, as noted, the first African-American woman to hold the position of mayor, Um, but also uh, the only second woman to be mayor. The first woman who held the office was U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein, who um, was the president of the Board of Supervisors when Mayor Moscone was murdered, and thus she became the mayor at that time and then... Subsequently ran for uh, for re-election or for election and won. So she was was the mayor. She was the incumbent when she ran for mayor at the time. Whereas uh, London Breed is a non-incumbent. So she is the first non-incumbent woman to win mayor, uh, the mayoral election. And what an election season it was. (laughs) Some friends here hanging out in the studio who let out a collective sigh and chuckle I I had never seen uh, so much civic engagement in San Francisco, um, at least electoral civic engagement. They probably had about 40 different uh, candidate forums all around town hosted by different democratic clubs or uh, communities to to make sure that the public got a chance to participate and, and really get to know all of these really good people who you know, whose hearts were, were there to, to try to lead San Francisco. And um, I I went to many of them. I interviewed uh, several of the candidates. Um, London Breed was one of them. Um, And also Angela Aliotto, Amy Fairweiss, and Michelle Bravo. Um, And I was supposed to interview Mark Leno, but then our phone here broke like that day. So You know, hey, if you want to donate to Mutiny Radio and help us keep our equipment working, you can hit the donate now button on the on your screen. Um, But that's that's a different story. Point being, I was really encouraged by the participation uh, that I was witnessing and a part of uh, here in San Francisco leading up to the election on June 5th, which was a nail biter in the in the in the end, Um, very very close margins. between london breed and mark leno uh but we've got a hometown girl in room 200 and i have to say i like that um so i'm going to play a little more music for you i actually also surreptitiously um recorded uh, mayor breed's inauguration speech so i'm going to play some of that for you too in a, in a minute or two but i think you should i think you should listen to a little more music because it's friday um so a little more music here from the troublemakers union and we'll be right back.
5: Make sure my graves kept clean. unbalanced on Valencia. Who's really welcome? Where are we? Where were we? On Valencia? Artemis, crafty women. Dora the red, guerrera roja. The building of women. Oh, 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 And elsewhere, a little much more.
2: from the troublemakers union and you know we're always making trouble but also getting ourselves out of it too um just like right about now
5: when I'm, uh,
2: working on my technical technical skills here and uh, seeing what uh, what is gonna work so it's good to be back thanks thanks for bearing with me remember i've been on vacation for three weeks so I'm just, I'm just working it out, folks. I'm just working it out. Um, But again, very exciting times here in San Francisco um, with our new mayor. I felt a a great air of optimism in uh, across the city that day and that night. And um, it was great to see so many people come out. Um, The diversity of our city was definitely celebrated. Uh, Reverend Amos Brown, and um, Rabbi Singer gave a really moving and emotional invocation and definitely we're standing in direct challenge to the administration in Washington, D.C. right now, uh, which we can definitely get into a little bit more later. Because um, as we know, there's been some atrocities happening across uh, our country and along our southern border, as. Uh, specifically, with separating families uh, of people who are crossing, which is not a criminal offense. It's a civil offense, um, but people being treated like criminals and thus having their children taken away from them. But we've seen that there have been waves of reaction ac- and action, direct action, across the country, especially over the past couple weeks. Um, um, two Saturdays ago, huge movements um, around the country um, to try to, you know, stand up for what's right, stand up for families not being separated. Um, human rights are really are what's at stake here um, and safety and psychological well-being and health and all these things of people who are fleeing from countries wrought with violence who have a history of the United States uh meddling in their country's affairs, destabilizing elected governments, training their militaries, um, and basically leaving their economies in ruin. And these poor people who, many of whom Central America, want to come to the United States, want to start their life uh, in a new way. And um, this uh, current administration is following an exceptionally harsh um, and... I would venture to say illegal um, type of operation, but definitely inhumane. Uh, As we know, the law doesn't always mean it's right. So um, before we get into the London Breed speech, which I'm going to play for you in just a minute, I want to let you guys know about an event that's happening tonight. Uh, It's again across the nation, but here in San Francisco in front of the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Office, I cold as ice, 630 Sansom Street, that's downtown San Francisco, um, tonight from 7 to 10 p.m. So Occupy um, had encampments at ICE and were blockading the building for about a week. Um, And so they effectively halted all deportations in Northern California for a week via direct action. Um, but then a couple nights ago, I believe it was Monday night, um, Sunday night, the, um, San Francisco police department came in and raided the camp and the encampment that had been set up there, um, arresting several people and, um, effectively tearing down the occupation. Um, But tonight, Friday the 13th, there will be a candlelight vigil across the land um, and to show solidarity with families who have been detained by ICE and to announce a national movement going forward together, abolish ICE. That's a hashtag. Um, So the rally here at 630 Sansom Street is from 7 to 9 and then the vigil is from 9 to 10. Um, So... If you, like so many of us and so many um, folks around the world, um, are concerned about the separation of families at our, at our borders, um, you can go down and be part of this peaceful vigil uh, this evening, wherever you may be. I'm sure you could find it. So speaking of peace and solidarity, um, you know, San Francisco is such a rich and diverse city. Um, we have the rich, we have the poor, we have the struggling in-betweens. Um, we have people from all over the world who are here in our communities. And uh, I just would like to share with you, um, because I'm sure many of you were not able to sneak out of work early like I was, and go to City Hall on Wednesday um, to hear uh, the address of our new mayor. So I do want to play that for you. And like here, here it goes. Mayor Lyndon Breed.
6: Servant. Mayor Ed Lee, can we please take a moment of silence to honor him? Uh oh. Thanks. Thank you. I know we are also joined by so many mayors from all around the country and the United States. And here in California, thank you for being here. Our state delegation, I know Assemblyman David Chu is here. So many amazing people, as well as members of my family. Thank you all for being here. My mother, Priscilla, is here. My sisters, Hattie and Camelia. My brother, Paul, is here. My niece, Heaven. My Aunt Linda, my Uncle Chuck are here my grandmother's sister, my Aunt Lavinia's here, and I want to send a special shout out to my niece, Napricia, who's been a rock throughout this campaign. I grew up just a few (laughs) blocks from here, as many of you know, but a world away. A young African-American girl in public housing, my grandmother, as you know, raised me, and my brothers, and her daughter, my Aunt Mickey, public housing on $900 a month. The world seemed destined me for drugs or motherhood, and teenage motherhood, jail, or even a violent death because of the gun violence that had ravaged our community. But my community, this city, had other plans for me. I woke up in a public housing unit I took a public bus to a public school every day. I had incredible teachers and counselors who looked out for me and believed in me. And I walked home with some of my friends from the neighborhood, and we looked out for each other. My grandmother, Miss Camelia Brown, at the end of the day, she watched over me, just like she's watching over all of us here today. Brown was hardworking and as tough as nails. You didn't live in her house if you didn't go to school. You know, she looked out for so many people, people in the neighborhood who she would sometimes feed and I'd wonder, Mama, we don't have much. Why are you giving away what we have? She said, because that could be us. That could be you and that's what we do for each other. We look out for each other. When I was a freshman, in high school. I got a job through the Booker T. Washington Community Center. It was through the Mayor's Youth Employment and Training Program. I was 14 years old and I was hired as a receptionist to work at a place called The Family School on Fillmore Street. It helped teenage moms who dropped out of school get their GED and get a job. And I remember one day I saw the executive director, Reverend Calvin Jones Jr., writing a check to pay for his student loans, and I said, what are you doing? You're still paying for school? He said, yes. I can pay this for the rest of my life, but they can never take away my education. I can get a job anywhere doing anything I want. I stand at this podium today because a community believed in me, because our city services looked out for me. I stand at this podium because people like Miss Brown and Reverend Calvin Jones Jr. taught me that service to others is the most important success of all. to the mayor's office. Here in the city of St. Francis, we support one another. We look out for one another. We defend one another. Because service to others is our highest calling. I am prepared for our many city challenges to emerge, and I know that together we can accomplish anything. I know that our challenges sometimes can get in the way of real progress. We have a booming economy. We have an amazing city where there is incredible wealth. And at the same time, it's creating a lot of challenges for our most disadvantaged residents. We have people who come from all over the world, who come to create, who are innovative, who look at San Francisco and think that's the place I want to be. And we have failed. We have failed in building more housing to accommodate the increase in the number of job opportunities that have poured into San Francisco, pushing residents who have been here all their lives out of the city that they call home. Our streets are filled with people who unfortunately need our help, who are struggling and who are frankly dying right in front of our eyes. And these and many other folks often sometimes are neglected. They need us here in this building to make better decisions. They need us to stand up and make the hard decisions to make the change to get us on the right track. We are not a tale of two cities. We are one San Francisco. And as your mayor, I will do everything I can to unite us and bring us together for the purposes of doing exactly what we need to get on the right track. And let me tell you a little bit about how I plan to do just that. I plan to reform our mental health system because we know people struggling in our streets with mental illness and addiction that they are experiencing challenges and it is not okay to just leave them out there to die because they have rights. Our conservatorship laws must change. It's important that we provide a guardian for people struggling with mental illness. Someone who can help make decisions for them when they are not capable of making decisions for themselves. I know that is a challenging thing to do, but I am committed to doing just that. And we know that too many people are struggling with addiction. And it's not gonna go away because we don't wanna see it. I wanna get people off the streets who are shooting up. I wanna get the needles off the streets This is why I'm proposing safe injection sites. But more importantly, I want to make sure that we have treatment on demand. I want to deal with this crisis in a different way. I want to make sure that we build more housing and we build more housing faster. The politics of no has plagued our city for far too long, not on my block. in my backyard. We have made mistakes in the past by not moving housing production forward all over this city. And I plan to change the politics of no to the politics of yes. Yes, we will build more housing. We also know that public safety is a real challenge all over our city. And yes, I am committed to making sure that we have more police officers in our communities and walking the beats. But I'm also committed to the police reforms so that we develop better relationships between our communities and our police department.
4: The only way
6: that we're going to be a better city, a safer city, is if we work together. And yes, there must be consequences for crimes, but at the same time, we have to make sure in this city that there are opportunities so people don't feel as though they have to commit crimes in the first place. We know that San Francisco is unaffordable on so many levels. And I am definitely committed to rolling up my sleeves and working together to get us to a better place. I've been a renter all my life. And some of you remember when they tore down Plaza East and we were pushed out at a time when my grandmother was
4: struggling,
6: we were trying to care for her, and it was very difficult. So many of my friends have left this city. And so part of what I want to do is change Francisco. I want to make us a better, more affordable city. I don't want to see what happened to me and my friends in this city to continue to happen to the next generation of San Franciscans growing up here. So we have work to do. We have to reform our education system. We have to make sure that there are job training and opportunities for all young people in this city. This is a personal commitment I have because of my grandmother, because of so many people who looked out and took care of me and made me into the person I am today. I am committed to making sure that all kids in high school have an opportunity for a paid internship, for job training, so that they are a part of the future of this city. We are going to tell the president that here in San Francisco, we don't children in cages. We put them in the classroom. So San Francisco, we have work to do. I'm excited about this opportunity. And I know that we have had challenges and what we can't do, we can't let the politics of progressive and moderate and all of those things that have torn our city apart get in the way of our ability to deliver up for the people of San Francisco. People who are struggling are depending on us. The next generation of San Franciscans, they're depending on us to be grown ups to make the right decisions, to do what's necessary, to make San Francisco a better, cleaner place. Yes, we have to deal with many of these challenges. We have to address the affordability crisis. We have to make our transportation system better. We have to improve our parks. We have to make sure that we continue to lead the way on climate change and repair our seawall. We have to do all of these things. We have to support our small businesses. We have to keep our communities safe. We have to continue to move San Francisco forward, but doing everything we can not to leave one San Franciscan behind. in poverty in this city. You look at things through a different lens. You look at things and you see the challenges, and you think what you see is normal. Well, it's time to change what is normal in San Francisco. It's time to change what has happened in the past so that we can move our city together forward. And I know there are so many people in this city People who feel that they don't matter. People who feel that nobody is listening. People who feel neglected. People who feel unheard and don't feel represented in this city. And I want them to know that I see them and I will be their mayor too. I want them to know. When I hear the stories from the residents in public housing, in Betrayal Hill and Hunters Point, about the toilets that don't flush, about the gunshots on a regular basis and their concern. I want them to know, I hear them, I lived it, and I will be your mayor too. When I think about our immigrant families, people who are living all over this city, in the Mission, in Chinatown and other places, wondering, If the federal government is going to separate their family, I want them to know that I will fight for them and I will be their mayor too. For the small business owner who is struggling and feels that they're being squeezed out by big development on one side and city government fees on another, I want them to know I will be their mayor too. to feel that the quality of life has changed for them in San Francisco, our middle-class families who continue to struggle to survive in San Francisco, many who are part of our labor movement and community. I want you to know I will fight for you and I will be your mayor too. Here in San Francisco, this is such an amazing city. And I want young people to know that their future will be brighter. Their opportunities will be greater. Their normal will change. I know that by working together, there is nothing that we can't accomplish. We have proven it time and time again with the craziness of what's happening in Washington, D.C. on a regular basis, every single challenge, every time it's come down, we in San Francisco, leaders from all sides, we have stood our ground and we have stood strong and proud. And I will continue to do just that as mayor, standing strong for all of our residents, bringing looking forward to a brighter future and working together. This will not be easy. This will require a lot of patience. It will require a lot of work, and it will require a lot of prayer. But I am hopeful. I am optimistic. I am excited about the future, about what we will accomplish because on this day, we are committed to rolling up our sleeves and working together. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. I am excited. I'm fired up. Let's go do this and get to work.
2: Before or after I stopped the recording, the final comment from the MC was, the future is female. So you were just listening to San Francisco's newest mayor sworn in on Wednesday, Ms. London Breed, born and raised in San Francisco. And as you can tell, really does have a big picture uh, mind um, for trying to conceptualize all of the different problems and and issues and, and things that San Franciscans face as a city. And of course, San Francisco being a city that is often a, a pioneer of new thought, new ideas, new practices, um, and, and certainly of new freedoms that, uh, you know, San Francisco holds a really interesting place in the country and in the world. And so it's, it's no small thing. Um, but of course, becoming the mayor of a city, um, being de- a dedicated public servant to the residents of San Francisco, um, is a, a, a big job. And, um, I, I, I am hopeful because I believe that, um, Ms. Breed is going to pull in, uh, the community, um, and the communities to come together and, uh, really try to move San Francisco forward, um, and try to help everybody out. Of course, you know, there's no, um, one solution to anything. Um, but like she said, we got to work together. Um, so I appreciate where she's coming from and we will see where this all goes and, uh, we'll all be right there with it. So, um, just remember with, You know, if if you've got things going on in your neighborhood, um, issues that that have come up or things that are concerning to you or or great ideas that you have, um, you should definitely contact your local supervisor and the board of supervisors. Um, You know, they're a lot more accessible than some people may think. You can actually even walk around City Hall and knock on their doors and talk to their staff and, um, you know, say hello and, you know... really know that, um, although government and the way that, uh, things happen, decisions get made often feel like they're kind of out of our hands. In fact, it's a lot closer than you think. So I wanted to highlight another female politician who's making history, history, and I'm talking about, um, Alexandra, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, who is, just won the, uh, New York's 14th congressional district primary, um, defeating the incumbent, uh, Joseph Crowley, who's the Democratic Caucus chair, um, it's, it's being called the biggest upset victory in um, the 2018 midterm election, um, because she'll be running uh, in November for, for the congressional seat. Um, what's interesting is that not only did she win New York's 14th congressional district, um, but she also won New York's 15th congressional district as a write-in candidate. So um, this young woman who would be the youngest member of Congress, she's 28 years old, um, just won um, basically double elections in New York. And uh, again, born and raised in her city. Um, It really makes a difference because the connection to community uh, is really important. I think that the factor of, of going forward and, and being successful because not only do you get the votes of your community, but they you also get the support and the encouragement and the ideas and the inspiration and action and skills from which you can draw. So um, wishing her well, as she steps into the, the nitty gritty business of um, congressional politics, um, she is, pr- she is uh, part of the democratic socialists um, and she supports progressive policies like Medicare for All, um, job guarantees, uh, tuition-free public college, ending the privatization of prisons, and enacting gr- gun control policies. So uh, we definitely, she is a woman to watch in November, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez already making herstory. Um But speaking of uh, that notion of ending privatization of prisons, um, I think what we definitely need to acknowledge in this um, ugly business that we see, and it is business, of detaining and separating families who are trying to cross the U.S. border to enter the country, whether it be legally at an asylum point or illegally... Uh, at a a non-designated point of entry um, and having people being separated, uh, families being separated um, and not just, you know, like young people who have come without parents being absorbed into uh, the child protective services, uh, you know, in, in this country, but we're talking about adults coming through with, with minor children. Sometimes infants and toddlers, uh, being separated. Um, and, and this administration and, and ICE don't even seem to be able to, uh, prove that they know how to track down these families to be reunited. Um, so it's a really ugly business and it is business because the GEO group, which is a, uh, a huge, Private prison um, industry uh, that has government contracts across this country, as uh, at least um, the GEO Group um, donated uh, to Donald Trump's campaign. Um, they also were one of the main contributors to the inauguration of—I don't even want to say his name again. Um, you know who I'm talking about, um, and. And then, um, you know, then the geo group, uh, got $1.3 billion in ice contracts. So these are private prisons profiting, profiteering, um, off of, uh, imprisoning innocent people who have committed no crime other than trying to enter the country, uh, separating families and, um, creating this horrendous situation. So it is, um, it's ugly reality but uh what i see as the kind of glint of hope in all this is that it's so plain to see that uh it can't last for much longer um so peace to all the uh, peacemakers all of the action takers all of the good folks out there trying to make a difference wherever you may be um that's all we need. We're getting together. We're making progress. So here's a little, a very short little poem for you. Alive in a time of change, dynamic volume and velocity, depth could use a little work, but we've got breadth, connections extending to meet new hands, to mend the human family, a map of patchwork harmony. So thank you for tuning into Women's Magazine today as I kind of work out the kinks and uh, dust off um, my uh, polish up my act here after three weeks off of doing the show. Um, but thank you again for tuning into radio.fM and supporting us here in the Mission District. Uh, we really appreciate you tuning in to listen. Um, peace and love out to uh, all the good folks uh, listening today new friends. I don't know if you're still listening. Raymunda had a great time meeting you the other day, the other night. And um, yeah, we just got to keep, you know, opening our arms in the wide and inviting more people inside and connecting because no one's alone. So thanks everybody, and get out there to that ice uh, vigil tonight at 6:30 uh, Sansom Street. Occupy is back in action and uh, definitely making things happen. Peace, y'all. Here's a little music for you, um, something a little little soothing. This is from uh, our friends Emma's Revolution, because we're just on one planet here. So remember. That's when your aspirations seem outrageous. Like, hey, you know what? I think I should get involved and try to make a difference. Maybe I'll become mayor of San Francisco someday. Hey, inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you. Stay tuned. Common Thread Collective is coming up next with yours truly, Global Val and Diamond Dave. If all
3: the world were peaceful now, and forevermore peaceful at the surface and peaceful at the core all the joy within my heart would be so free to soar and we're living on a living planet circling a living star I don't know where we're going, but I know we're going far. We can change the universe by being who we are. And we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. And if all the world know justice now and forevermore, justice at the surface and justice at the core, all the joy within my heart Would be so free to soar, and we're living on a living planet, circling a living star.